Good morning. So uh, I was talking with God this week and um, what to speak on. And one word came to mind, and that is purpose. And first of all, I want to say that when I say I talk to God, you know, we all are free to do that. And he will talk back. You just have to listen. So it's not nothing special just due to me. It's something we all can do. We all can talk to God. and He will talk back. But we're talking about purpose. And uh, first of all, let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be in your house today, dear Father, to be able to speak your word, Father. Father, we just ask to open our hearts and minds to receive every every bit of it, Father. Just be able to, to use it in our lives, Father, to further it and, and just to share it, Father. And just take myself out of the way and let your true message shine through. We ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. So, uh, purpose. You know... One of the things that happens so many times when we're talking about, about God is that we fail to see that everything he does has a purpose. And we look at what's on the surface. And that surface old situations oftentimes drive us away from God, away from church, away from these things because we don't see his purpose in it. You know, many times as parents or, you know, as, you know, dealing with parents, we often hear, because I said so, because I'm the adult, because I am the parent. And we often take this attitude with God, that God's just up there doing things at random. We talked about last week about mercy and that we cry out for mercy because we think that God is just randomly doing things and he's withholding back. And he's granting to others at random at his will, but it's not. Everything he does has purpose. And we need to start looking at his purpose. And this is, we have a constant uh, thing we look for is faith. Faith has been a, a constant subject that we talk about day in and day out. It's always at the forefront because faith is important and we have to have that faith to be able to understand these purpose and we'll go into that a little more a little bit later would it be safe to say that we all want to have a purpose that we all want to have a reason to be here to be on this earth that we want to have our lives mean something have our names mean something and of course, like anything, some of this is more important to others, but we see that there's a drive to have purpose. And a lot of times in life, the things we do isn't about the surface things. You know, it's not always about power. It's not always about money. It's not always about you know, these different motivations. But purpose is pushing these things. We want to feel important. We see our, our politicians up in Washington and they want to have purpose. They believe that they are smarter, they are better, they are fit to lead, and their ideas are important. And what they want to do has purpose. But we need to always remember that no matter how something sounds, how someone looks, how good it looks on paper, how, how good it seems to all come together. If it does not have God in it, 
if God is not part of it, then it has no purpose. We are here for Him, first and foremost. We are created in His image. We are created to further this world. But we have to have God in it. When we take God out of it, it has no purpose. Our purpose is for God. God's purpose is for us. The two have to coincide. And when we take God out, we have no purpose. We have people in the world that want to dismiss God because they think now that he has no purpose. They want to look at the word of God and they want to dismiss parts of it because they believe it has no purpose. God has not changed. His word has not changed. And if we are not seeing it that way, it's not a problem with the word. It's not a problem with God. It's a problem with us. We are trying to make it fit our wants. The purpose that we have for it and not God's purpose. Even as, as Christians, you know, there's a, a lot of people that have problems with organized religion coming to church because of some of the people they encounter. And quite frankly, I can understand that because we have those that want to have purpose so much. Even out in the world, they want to have purpose. They believe they are so self-righteous that their purpose is so great that their idealistic system is so right that they want to force it on everyone else. So we have the ones that want to nitpick how people dress, what they do, what their actions are. They forget about what is said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 3, about before being concerned about the speck in someone's eye, about being concerned about the log that is in your own eye. But they forget about that because they are so wrongly purpose-driven. And the way to tell is, is God first and foremost in the purpose you're trying to bring forward. Answer honestly, how many of us would like to be a Peter, a Ruth, a David? How many people want to be a, a Elon Musk, an Oprah? Have your name solidified in history. Have future generations talk about you and what you've done to establish greatness. You know, just because that we're all not spoke of doesn't mean we don't have purpose doesn't mean we're just not as important as these leaders, as these ones that are, are spoke about, the ones that are popular. You know, there's people that we know, know their name, their household name, but yet, have they really served any great purpose? 
We can look at some of the celebrities out there and that's made some movies or, or done some reality or something like that. But what purpose have they done in serving God's kingdom? What purpose have they done in forwarding? How many souls have they led? What have they done for God? Is your purpose to serve man? Is your purpose for celebrity status? Is your purpose for popularity? Or is your purpose to serve God? It's, we all have importance. And no matter if anyone else can see it, God does. And I was uh, looking over this. Something was brought to mind. Now, uh, I don't know how many of you have ever, ever played with them, but back whenever I was a kid, you used to be able to get these little green army men. And there wasn't much to them. You know, they're just little plastic molded army men. They have a little base. Uh, I think there's some of them in some of the Toy Story movies you can still see. Um, you might be able to still get them at the dollar store. But the little plastic army men. And there's a, there's a whole bunch of them. And they're all doing different things. And you can set them up and put them in formation. And there's some of them that's got a big old M16 machine gun. And one of them's carrying a, a rocket launcher over his shoulder. And one of them's got a, a drop-down grenade launcher. And you can see some of the officers carrying their pistols. And all of these, these weapons that can do all these grand things. And then, mixed in with that pack amongst the, these guys carrying the big weapons and the little toy rocks and the little tank, there's this one guy... And he's got this big box with an antenna on his back. He's not holding a gun. So what fun is he because he can't engage in the battle. And uh, these toy soldiers, they are, are modeled after World War II era soldiers. These are the kind of things they used. And that thing that's on his back is a radio. So yes, he can't be in the thick of the battle because he's got this big old contraption on his back, but yet he has purpose because in a time before satellite phones and cell phones and walkie-talkies, this is what we had to communicate. And this was this guy's responsibility to be able to call in the extra troops, to be able to call in air support, to be able to call in a, a, a medevac helicopter, to be able to do all the things they need to do, to be able to call in their position, to let the others know where they're at and what they need. On the surface, it looks like it's not that important. But this guy is crucial. They need him. So he can't be the big hero. He can't be up taking out the bad guys and saving lives and carrying out the truth. But yet his purpose is crucial. We all have purpose. And one of the things that we want to do is whenever we 
first turn our lives over to God. We want to know what our purpose is. Okay, Lord, how can I help you? What do I need to do to further your kingdom? And we're looking and looking and looking and we're trying to find purpose. We'll see people that, that join a church for the first time. They want to do all these different things. They want to be involved. They want to do, 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 because they want to have purpose. And God tells us what our purpose is if we'll just listen to him. But the thing is, we have to have faith that goes along with that. And let me explain a little bit more. And let me give you an example of that. If you would turn to Genesis 12. And we're going to talk about my, my friend Abram. Chapter 12, the call of Abram. And now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house to a land that I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee. I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. I will curse him that curses thee. And in thee I shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed. As the Lord spoke unto him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. All right, so for most things in life, we want to know all the details. If we're going on a trip, we plan the trip because we want to know what to expect, where to stop along the way, what we need to bring with us. We're, we're planners. We want to know. We don't like the unknown. But see, a simple trip for us, that's no big deal. There's not really that much that can go wrong. There's not nothing we can handle. If we have a flat tire, we call AAA. We run low on gas, we stop at a service station. If we need food, we stop and get something to eat. There's not that much to go wrong. But that's simple things. That's things of men. But we're talking about God-given purpose. We're talking about things that are bigger. See, God, he just told him some basic information. He told him what he needed to do right then. He said, get out, go. He said, leave. Leave these people, leave this place, go. And he tells them that I'm going to be with you. I am going to bless thee that bless you and curse thee that curses you. I am going to see you through. That is the faith that we have to have. That is the faith that God is going to be with us. We have to allow him to come with us. We have to allow him to do what needs to be done. And we have to believe that he is going to do it. See, God, if he told us all the details, we would be scared to death. We'd be scared to death. We wouldn't do it. We wouldn't take them initial steps. Because we can't do it in our own power. These grand things that we do, 
Even the little things we do, we think we're so smart, we're so great, we're so powerful, but it's all because of what God gives us, how He sets us up to succeed, how He pulls us through the trials and tribulations. All of this is by God. We can't do it on our own. And when we look at something, we only see what we see in the natural. So if we knew all of the details, all of the things that we have to do to make it through, to get to that purpose, that grand finale, that payoff, we would never get started. God told me to to preach. Okay, well, we all heard the story before that I've battled that for a while until I finally gave in. And all I was shown is is standing up here and speaking before filled seats. That's all I got. That's because there's been a lot of obstacles along the way. A lot of obstacles along the way. And we are slowly going past them and over them and seeing through with God's help. But if I knew about all the obstacles that I was going to face, I was already not wanting to do it. I was already fighting it. That would have just been that much more ammunition. But I'm here. We're still moving forward with God's help. You get an idea to to start a business. But you don't have all of the answers. No matter how much research you do, you can never complain for all the unknowns. So you just have to keep moving forward and working through your problems with God's help. And each time that we do, we have these little issues that we face. We become stronger. Our faith becomes stronger because we know God is there to see us through. We've seen it happen. We become smarter because we've dealt with this. And as we deal with similar situations and the same situations, we know how to handle them better. God is seeing us through. If Abram would have known everything that he was going to face, the battles, the fights, he never would have left. He would have stayed right there doing what he knew what was safe, what was comfortable. We've seen it with the Israelites. They were in slavery. But they go out into the wilderness and it's scary because it's unknown. We don't know where we're going. We don't know how we're going to eat. We don't know how we're going to drink. We don't know what's going to happen. So much so that they wanted to turn tail and run back and be slaves again. At least we knew what was going on. But the thing we don't take in consideration is God. Because we 
don't know how he is going to deal with things because his ways are not our ways. And what he comes up to is not what we think of. When you're thirsty, you don't think about water flowing out of a rock. But God does. When you're hungry, you don't think about bread falling from the sky. But God does. When you see a mass of 5,000 people that need to eat, and all you have is two fish and a loaf of bread, we don't think that's going to work. But God does. We have to have purpose. If we start to think that we don't have a purpose, then we have nothing to motivate us. No reason to get up in the morning, to push on, because we are always going to have things that's going to be pushing back. The world pushes on us. Satan pushes on us because he doesn't want us to succeed. If we can influence one person, If we can do one small thing to further the kingdom of God that nobody but God himself sees, that is enough right there for Satan to want to rain down everything he has on us to stop us. Because he hates us that much, he hates God that much, that he is willing to give you a lifetime of suffering just so you can... Be stopped from one good thing. We all have purpose. God knew us from the time in the womb. From that point, he made a timeline of our lives. He knows every hair on our head. He knows everything about us. And it's not for nothing. He has a a will and a future for us. We have reason to be here. No matter how bad you think you are. You know, you wake up some mornings and I know that some of us really, really suffer. We have things going on with our bodies that's You just wonder, is it really worth going on? But yet, you still take in air. You're still able to get up. You're still able to speak. You're still able to do. If you didn't have purpose, you wouldn't be here. No matter what your condition is, you still have purpose. We have to ask, God, what, what is? What, what, am, what can you do with me? And we have to have the, the right frame of mind. Because many of us want to have a purpose, but we want it to, to glorify ourselves. We want to look grand in the 
eyes of men. How many times that we do something that seems to be charitable, that seems to be gracious, giving, if we wasn't getting something back in return in the form of, of publicity, a form of thanks, a form of gratitude, would we still be doing those things? You know, we see different people making different contributions. And what do they do? They get them giant checks. You know, they take two people to carry in so you can see the number really big and see all those zeros. How many times would they still want to make them big contributions if it was done in secret? If it was only between the party and God? Because those are the things that really matter. How many times would people want to rise to power if their sole concern was to just to make a difference? If they wasn't getting any publicity, any hero status, any financial kickbacks, if it was just to serve, how many people still would serve? We all have a, a look at me attitude. Look what I can do. Look what I've done. Look what I'm going to do. We have to advertise it. And technology has made it so easy. We want a little bit of attention. What do we do? We, we throw it up on, on social media. We put up a picture. We put up a caption. To look what I've done. Or if we're feeling a little something, we want to stir something up. We take and we put something vague up there. Feeling blue today. So we get the constant bombardment of what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. Where do we see us glorifying God? Where do we see what God has done? That's something that's really absent today is glorifying God. We hear about someone wins an award. They talk about all the people around them that made it happen. But what about the one entity that makes it all possible? God. God gives you your ability. God gives you your talent. God lines up the right people. And of course, we have to take advantage of these things. We have to go out and do. We have to go out and work. And it's a team effort. But we have to give thanks where thanks is due. Your purpose is not your finances, your smarts, your looks. You have all of these things because you have purpose. These are the tools to fulfill your purpose, which is given by God. And we have to be willing to listen. We ask God what our purpose is. God puts something on our hearts and then we look at it in the natural. And what happens? 
We shut it down. We want purpose. God gives it to us and we shut it down because it looks scary. You have to really come in, Abram. You have to really look at the condition of his heart. And yes, he made, made mistakes along the way, but he took them first initial steps. He went. No destination, just a place that God would tell him. That's faith. What kind of faith do we have? It only takes the faith of a mustard seed to move that mountain. How much faith does it need to take them steps? We look at that. Moving a mountain. Speaking to the tree. That seems big. That seems big. But it only takes a little bit of faith to do it. But yet, all God wants us to do is go. To pack a few things and take those first steps. No matter what it is. Just take them first steps. Do we have the faith to do that? To pick up your things and go. Take the first steps. We're criticized because the mountains don't move. But we don't even have the faith to take the steps. Where are you at today? We have people that are saying that they're too old, they're too sickly, they're too far gone to do anything. We have people that are saying that Jesus is coming back, I'm just going to wait it out. There's no sense in me doing anything. There's people that say, well, this doesn't make any sense, so I'm not going to do anything. There's people that say that this stuff is outdated. It doesn't matter anymore. So I'm not going to do anything. There's people that say that this doesn't line up with today's world. This society that we're living in. So I'm not going to do anything. We have a ton of reasons not to do anything. And we're always waiting on somebody else. We think there's always going to be a David, a Ruth, and Abram, some of these people to come along and do what needs to be done. But yet we have all of these people that are saying, no, not me, not me, not me. What if it is you? What if it is your purpose to be that little green army man that's carrying the radio pack? It don't seem like much, but it's crucial. What if you're that piece in this puzzle? What if all God needs you to do is be out there with the team and speak? Speaking to the radio. That's all God needs you to do. And yet, that is the crucial part. It might be the difference between a war lost or won. But we won't know unless we have the faith to step out. 
Unless we believe that we have purpose and believe God to show it to us and believe in ourselves to step out and do it. We all have purpose. Are you ready to find yours and you're ready to put it into action? Bow with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask for strength today, Father. We ask for strength of mind, strength of spirit, strength of body. We ask to be able to overcome the world, Father. We ask to be able to be strong in our faith, to be able to learn our purpose, and through you, Father, be able to execute it in our lives. We ask for anyone that's not yet made that move to turn their life over to you, that these chains will be broken, whatever's holding them back today will fall off, that they'll have that little extra push that's in this moment, they'll be able to come forward to pray a sinner's prayer and be able to turn their life around, to be able to have that peace that only Jesus can bring. We thank you for this, Father, and ask these things in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Page 377.